Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 949, and we're looking at Mark chapter 6, verses 30 through 34. Let's read our passage. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away by yourselves to a remote place and rest for a while. For many people were coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they went away in the boat by themselves to a remote place. But many saw them leaving and recognized them, and they ran on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a large crowd had passion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Then he began to teach them many things. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark is presenting this gospel, telling us the ministry of Jesus. It's not a history, it's not a biography, it's a gospel. The point of it is for people to come to faith in Jesus Christ. He started with Jesus traveling through Galilee, teaching and healing. He told us some various responses, positive responses and negative responses. He recorded some parables teaching about the kingdom of God. Then he had a series of miracles showing Jesus' authority over nature, over spiritual issues and evil, over sickness and over death. He went to his hometown, but was rejected there. Then we had the sending out of the twelve. Then he shifted away from that to the account of the execution of John the Baptist. And that was to show what had happened to John the Baptist, but also Herod, the ruler of Galilee thought that Jesus was John the Baptist come back to life and was afraid of him. Now we've finished with the account of John the Baptist and his death, and now we're back to the twelve who had been sent out in pairs their return. We pick it up in Mark chapter 6, verse 30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. So he sent them out And he sent them out as an extension of his own ministry. He sent them out in verse 7, where he said, He summoned the twelve, sent them out in pairs, and gave them authority over unclean spirits. Then in chapter 6, verse 12, it said that they were preaching about repentance. Then in 6.13, it says, They drove out many demons, anointed many sick people with oil, and healed them. So they were preaching a message of repentance. They were casting out demons. They were healing people. They were doing what Jesus had been doing. So what they're doing is an extension of Jesus's ministry. Go back to what Jesus was doing to begin with. What Mark said his mission was, it was to proclaim the good news of God. And he traveled through Galilee teaching and healing. So now he's got his disciples doing this very thing. And so they come back. We don't know how long has transpired, but they come back and report what has happened. Verse 31, he said to them, come away by yourselves to a remote place and rest for a while. For many people were coming and going and they did not even have time to eat. So however long they've been gone, they come back. They're tired. They've been busy as they've been traveling throughout various towns, teaching and healing. And now they're back with Jesus. What we had seen before was the mob scene. 
the crowd mobbing Jesus. We'd even seen the, the comment that Jesus wasn't able to eat because of the mob. Here, it's not just Jesus, it's the disciples. They are being mobbed too, and they can't even eat. So Jesus says, let's withdraw from the crowd and get some rest and get something to eat. Verse 32. They went away in the boat by themselves to a remote place. It doesn't say where they went, how far they went, but the easiest way to get there is by boat. They're probably in the area of Capernaum, so they're probably just cutting across that northwest corner of the lake to the very northern part of the lake. Luke says it's near Bethsaida, and that's right on the northern tip of the Sea of Galilee. They probably a couple mile trip across the corner of the lake. Verse 33, but many saw them leaving and recognized them, and they ran on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. Notice here, the, in continuing this idea of the mob scene isn't just about Jesus, it's the whole group. Many saw them leaving, recognized them, and ran on foot from all the towns arrived ahead of them. So they're chasing Jesus and the twelve now. And so while the disciples are crossing the corner of the lake, this group basically runs around the corner of the lake and gets there ahead of them. Now, how long does it take to run versus how fast does a boat go? Depends on the winds, depends on the currents. Point is, the crowd got there before Jesus and his disciples get there in the boat. Verse 34, when he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Then he began to teach them many things. So it would be easy to be annoyed with the crowd. The whole reason they cut across the edge of the lake in the boat was to get away from the crowd, specifically to a remote place. So they didn't go to the town of Bethsaida. They probably went to the area of Bethsaida to a lonely place, which is going to play into the following story, the feeding of the 5,000, they're in a lonely place. But Jesus doesn't respond with annoyance. Instead, he has compassion on them. And we see the description of it, his concern, they were like sheep without a shepherd. Now, there's meaning to that. We see a few places in the Bible, this idea of people being like sheep without a shepherd. And one in particular is from the book of Numbers. Moses is leading the Israelites through the wilderness. Remember, they were supposed to be going into the promised land, but because of their disobedience, their lack of faith to go into the promised land, they now have to spend 40 years in the wilderness. So the faithless generation will die off. So the succeeding generation can then go into the promised land. And Moses is going to die with that faithless generation because of his disobedience. So we actually pick it up in Numbers chapter 27, starting in verse 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go up this mountain of the Abarim range and see the land that I've given Israelites. After you have seen it, you will also be gathered to your people as Aaron your brother was. When the community quarreled in the wilderness of Zin, both of you rebelled against my command to demonstrate my holiness in their sight at the waters. Those were the waters of Meribeth Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. 
So Moses appealed to the Lord. May the Lord, the God who gives breath to all, appoint a man over the community who will go out before them and come back in before them and who will bring them out and bring them in so that the Lord's community won't be like a sheep without a shepherd. The Lord replied to Moses, Take Joshua, son of Nun, a man who has a spirit in him, and lay your hands on him. Have him stand before the priest Eleazar and the whole community and commission him in their sight. Confer some of your authority on him so that the entire Israelite community will obey him. He will stand before the priest Eleazar, who will consult the Lord for him with the decision of the Aram, he and all the Israelites with him. Even the entire community will go out and come back at his command. So there we have Moses about to die, but his concern is who's going to lead the Israelites. And he uses those words, they'll be like sheep without a shepherd. And there's where God appoints Joshua to be their shepherd. And this is in the wilderness, a remote place. And interestingly enough, Joshua, the Hebrew is Yahushua, which is the same as Jesus. So Jesus and Joshua are the same name. So God appoints Joshua to be the shepherd for the people who are going to be like sheep without a shepherd as the people are in the wilderness. So it's the same imagery we have here in Mark. This group of people in the wilderness, in the remote place, who are like sheep without a shepherd. And who does God provide to be their shepherd but Jesus? And then we're about to see the feeding of the 5,000 in the wilderness, the supernatural provision of food like the manna in the wilderness. There's a lot of the imagery, wilderness imagery in the Gospel of Mark. And so he began to teach them many things. Back to his mission. I don't think his mission was to heal. No, the healing was to demonstrate his authority. His mission was to proclaim the good news of God. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Therefore, repent and believe the good news of God. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Mark.